0: Hello, and thank you for joining us today. As always, it is such a pleasure and a blessing to be with you. Today, my heart is very troubled. The Lord has led me to share with you the book of 1 John. And over the next several weeks or months, as the Spirit leads me, I want to visit with you about the book of 1 John. And the reason that I want to visit with you about the book of 1 John is the book of 1 John lays out the test for us to test our salvation. It lays out very clearly where we can go through and see, are we really saved? Are we really converted? Are we really saved by the blood of Jesus? Now today, before I get started, I'm going to talk about how the Spirit moves in us and how the Spirit changes us so that we can see how the Spirit is is moving in our lives to make us more and more like Christ. But before I go any further, I want to make it very clear that salvation comes by faith and faith alone in Jesus Christ. There are no works that a person can do that gets them to heaven. We are already separated because of our sin. We are separated from a perfect and holy God. And that is why it took Jesus Christ coming to this earth and dying, shedding blood, so that he could redeem us by payment for our sins. For everyone that puts their faith and hope in him, they could be made right with God by him paying that debt for us. So I want to make that clear, and I, I'll revisit that again. Because today when we test our spirit, when we we test our salvation, and we look at it, we look at the acts of the Holy Spirit working through us. So once we are saved, once we are we are made right with God, the Holy Spirit does a work in us. We are changed by God, and we are moved in a way to be more like Jesus, to do the things that Jesus did, to love the things that God loves, and to hate the things that God hates. And we're able to measure, as we step back and we look at our life, we're able to measure the Spirit working in our lives. So as I mentioned, today I'm going to talk about what John tells us to test our faith, and a lot of that is the evidence of the Spirit working in us. But make no mistake, our salvation comes by faith and faith alone in Jesus Christ. Now, as I mentioned today, this message gives me trouble in my spirit for many people because I'm reminded of Matthew 7.13, and this is Jesus speaking, and he says, You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and the gate is wide for those who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few find it. Jesus goes on a few verses later in Matthew 7:21, And he says, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my father in heaven will enter on judgment day. Many will say, Lord, Lord, we prophes- did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and perform many miracles in your name? But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who breaks God's law. You see, how could someone say, Lord, Lord, but Jesus say, I never knew you? And the reason for that is because They were not truly converted. They were not filled with the Holy Spirit. They did not fully believe or fully repent and follow Christ. Now, before I start with this and we we go through about how we test our faith with what 1 John tells us, I want to say this. Being a Christian is not something that you just adopt because it's popular or because Jesus was this good guy. Being a Christian means that you follow Jesus wherever he goes. You do the things that Jesus does. You act the way Jesus does and you say the things that Jesus does. That being like Christ, working towards Christ. In Christianity, there's a word called sanctification. And basically what that word sanctification means is it's a process. Our spiritual maturity is a process of becoming more and more like Christ. You see... In this passage, Jesus uses the path. The path to heaven is narrow. There's a path of following Christ that is narrow. So as we look at this today, I want to to point out what John says, that we as Christians can actually test our faith and say, am I really converted? Am I really saved? Once again, salvation comes by faith and faith alone in Jesus Christ. And we can see the power of the Holy Spirit working in our lives because of the power that is in the Holy Spirit. We see this in the introduction. It says, John says, We proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. This one who is life itself was revealed to us, and we have seen him. And now we testify and proclaim to you, that he is the one who is eternal life. He was with the father and then he revealed to us. He was revealed to us. We proclaim to you that we ourselves have actually seen and heard so that you may have fellowship with us and our fellowship is with the father and with the son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that you may fully share our joy. You see, John here, I want to talk a little bit about the book really quickly. This is what we call an epistle. And basically it's a, a letter that John wrote. And this letter that, that John wrote, he never really identifies himself as John the apostle. However, it's very easy to see in this. He says, "I we touched him with our own hands. We looked upon him with our own eyes. But Christianity, since the very beginning of the church, has considered this letter authoritative. Believing that it is written by John the Apostle. In fact, a 2nd century bishop named Polycarp. Who actually knew John personally and was placed as a bishop by John. In his writings gives uh, authorship to John. When we look at this, when we look at this introduction. And we see that he says we proclaim to you that we ourselves have actually seen and heard, that, we, that you may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son. These words are very important because it's, it, it's really the start of what happens when a person becomes a follower of Christ, when a person becomes saved or, or, or has salvation because of their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And it is this fellowship we often hear that Christianity is a relation it's not a religion it's a relationship and that's true. It's a fellowship. This word in Greek for fellowship is 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 deep. It's exactly what we would think it is. It's a partnership. It is a walking alongside someone else. It is a close friendship where you would spend you would share intimate feelings with somebody. You would talk about certain things that that you had in common and things that you hold dear to your heart. The difference obviously is an acquaintance is not the same thing as fellowship. An acquaintance is someone that you may be guarded by or you might not share all of your deepest feelings. But this is where the relationship starts. And that's what John's telling us here is that you can have fellowship with God himself. It starts with a relationship with Jesus Christ. John goes on here and he says, living in the light This is the message that we heard from Jesus, and now we declare it to you. God is light, and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but we go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. But if we are living in the light, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all of our sins. There's a lot here. The first thing to point out is we know that our salvation comes by the sacrifice that Jesus made because all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's what the Bible tells us. But as we have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, it has separated us from a perfect and holy God. And God is just. It is in his character. He cannot just look the other way. And so difficult is our salvation that only God could make it possible. That Jesus Christ came to this earth, that he lived a sinless life, that he died and rose from the dead as payment for our sins. And by the shedding of his blood, by facing the wrath of the Father, the wrath that you deserve, the wrath that I deserve, by Jesus facing that wrath, he paid our debt so that we could be made right with God. And it is not a case of any works that we could do because we have already fallen short and it took God to come and to God to do that. So it says here, so we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but we go on living in spiritual darkness. This living, when you look at the Greek word here, this is a a, a, a walking, a direction of, of walking, a, a wandering almost. So if you are wandering around in spiritual darkness, You must question your conversion. You must question your salvation. Have you really put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ? If your life is not changed, if you have not had, imagine the, if you have had an encounter with God, how could you ever be the same? The Bible tells us, Scripture tells us very clearly that once we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit indwells us. And when the Holy Spirit indwells us, we are a new creation as i mentioned before we we begin a process of loving the things that god loves and hating the things that god hates so as we walk down our path as we work towards our sanctification meaning becoming more and more like christ every day it doesn't mean that once we put our faith and trust in jesus christ we're going to be perfect It's a process. It's a process of becoming more and more like Christ. But if we find ourselves walking in spiritual darkness, and at the time that we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, at the time that we have been saved, if there is no change in our life, we must test our faith. We must dive in and pray and say, there's no change in my life. How can I have an encounter with God And there not be a change in my life if I'm still wandering in darkness. If I'm not trying to pursue a relationship with Him. When we talked about fellowship earlier, and we talked about walking together. When we are walking together, we are pursuing the same thing. We are headed in the same direction as someone. Being a Christian is following Jesus. And it's following Jesus wherever He goes. Here in verse 8, John says, If we claim we have no sin, we are fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all of our wickedness. If we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. The Bible tells us that we have all sinned. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. That No one is good, not even one. Only God in the flesh was the one that was good. We should be drawn to repentance when we sin. As followers of Christ, as we walk down this path, this path, this journey of sanctification to become more and more like Christ. As we step off the path and, and we sin, we, we, are, we, we repent and we put ourselves back on the path to following Jesus. Why that's so important is because there are so many people today, the thing because they prayed a prayer one time somewhere, and there was no change in their life. And maybe these are people that serve in the church. Or maybe these are people that go to church all the time. We've encountered people before that have sat in church for years and years. And at one point in their life, they realized they weren't really saved. John lays it out how we can test our faith, how we can test our salvation to know if we are truly following Christ. So today, I would like to pray with you. I would like to pray for your encouragement, your perseverance, for God to reveal himself even in a greater way to each one of us and that we would push forward, that we would thirst and hunger for righteousness, that we would find a a yearning to, to pick up our Bible, to spend more time in prayer so that we can seek Him. How much more important is our eternal salvation than all the other things of this world? You see, the question for a Christian is this. The question is is not do you want to go to heaven. If you ask people that most people to go to a a paradise with streets of gold that that sounds really good. The question of salvation is this. Do you want to follow Jesus? Do you want to spend eternity with Jesus? And do you want to follow Jesus wherever he goes? That's the question of a true Christian. And if you answer that right, and if you answer that correctly by saying, yes, I want to follow Jesus. I believe who he is. I repent of my sins. I want to love the things that God loves and hate the things that God hates. If that is truly you, and you test your faith, because scripture tells us to test our faith. If we do that and we test our faith, we can have the belief and the satisfaction of knowing that we are moving to becoming more and more like Christ and that we have salvation. So let me pray for you today. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your word that is mightier than any two-edged sword. Lord, we realize as true, as Christians that truly follow Jesus, we realize that the things that are said today could be offensive to other people. We realize, Lord, that that the path is narrow. We pray, Lord, that you would just reveal greater truths to us through your word. That you would push us to have a deeper understanding and a deeper fellowship with you. Lord, I pray for everyone that you would just give them courage and strength in times of trials and tribulations. That we would stay steadfast in following you, Lord, no matter the consequence. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for victory. We thank you for truth. Ultimately, Lord, we thank you for saving us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, there may be some of you today that would say, I've never committed myself to Jesus. I've always maybe identified as a Christian or maybe I've gone to church and you've just had some revelation today of your sin. You know, the Bible's very clear and I, and I said it at the very beginning that our salvation comes by faith and faith alone in Jesus Christ. That there is no work that we can do. We talked about being on a path and we talked about when we sin and we get off the path, we get back on the path and we follow the path. That's because of the power of the spirit that works inside of us. But our salvation comes by putting our faith and trust in Jesus, making him the Lord of our lives, not our job, not our houses, not our spouse or even our kids, but that we put God, we put Jesus as number one and we say, I'm going to follow Jesus wherever he goes. If you believe that Jesus is the son of God, that he died and rose from the dead as payment for our sins and that we repent and believe in him scripture tells us that we are saved so today if that's you there is no specific prayer that someone is to pray it is just an acknowledgement of who jesus is and a repentance of sin we can do that through prayer so i'd love to lead you in a prayer but i'm not one that's going to sit here and tell you you're saved only you know that you can test that with the scripture That's you today. Please join me in prayer. Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God, that you died and rose from the dead as payment for my sins, that you lived a sinless life. Please forgive me for my sins. Thank you for allowing me to spend eternity in heaven with you. And I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If that's you today and you prayed that prayer for the very first time, we would love to celebrate with you. So please message us, email us so that we can rejoice with you. You know, the Bible says that there is rejoicing in heaven over one repentant sinner. If this message has touched you, please like, share, subscribe so that this message can reach more people for Christ. God bless you.